Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Okay, Jack Hughes at winger, Nico Heizer's line, power play, four game win streak. Those are your previews for today's show and I'm doing a crossover with Seth of Locked On Wild. So buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 12.35 a.m. Eastern Time, December 3rd, 2021 at the time of this recording. So, the New Jersey Devils have fallen to the Minnesota Wild by a score of 5-2. So, there's really a lot that we could take away from this game, and most of it is not too good. So we can look at uh, the overall line of Nico Heizer. It's been terrible so far. I'm questioning why is Jack Hughes playing a wing position, and also the power play is awful. I can't remember the last time we got a power play goal. I, if we're not last already, we're definitely bottom tier in the league. I would have to look that up. But overall, um, before we uh, break down the overall game of the New Jersey Devils, and before I do my crossover. With with Seth of Locked On Wild. I just want to just state this to you guys. So first and foremost, I am sorry for not posting an episode the last couple days, as you guys have seen on my personal Twitter page, and I also tweeted out onto my Locked On Devils uh, Twitter page as well. Uh, I was shadowing you. He is the play-by-play radio announcer for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, he came into town uh, when the Seattle Kraken were playing the Detroit Red Wings. As you guys know, I go to school in Michigan, so I asked him if it was okay if I could shadow him. So I was away for a couple days because I'm considering that as a business trip. So once again, I apologize to you guys. So I really did want to cover Jack Hughes's multi-year extension. Shakir Mukamadoulin signed his three-year entry-level deal. Don't worry, we will discuss those because those topics are too important to just be swept under the rug. So once again, I apologize to you guys guys for not posting an episode the last couple of days you know sometimes things like that happen but I am back and don't worry I will make it up to you guys this weekend so we're gonna have consistency of episodes all throughout the weekend just so I could catch up and I can give you guys my overall opinions on some stuff that I've missed including once again Jack Hughes Shakira Mukamadoulin but for right now let's focus on the game between the Minnesota Wild and the New Jersey Devils because this game was a bit of a stinker so uh going back a little bit to the San Jose Sharks game that game wasn't as bad as it appeared. So I felt like the Devils played particularly well in period uh, one and also part of period number two. It seems like they gave up in period number three. But overall, when looking at uh, that overall game for the New Jersey Devils, it looked um, it looked bad on paper. But when I'm looking at the game, I just saw like a great effort from the Devils, but just better defense from the San Jose Sharks. And it was a little disappointing because we got that big win against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I said, getting points like that can go a long way. But overall, um, you know, we're facing a hot Minnesota Wild team. They're tops in the Central. Coming into this game, they were on a four-game win streak, and now they've extended it to five. So unfortunately, you know, just catching a team like this, especially 
in the midst of where we're at right now, especially uh, uh, against that San Jose Sharks game, trying to integrate Jack Hughes back into the lineup. We're definitely a little bit behind the eight ball. And like I said, there's a lot of questions I have for Lindy Ruff. And uh, I'm just going to say this, guys. I don't think Lindy Ruff is on the hot seat personally. And I don't think he should be worried about being on the hot seat. I think his staff should be worried, especially Mark Recchi, because uh, if you guys saw Alex Chavancy's tweet during the course of the game, the New Jersey Devils at one point were four for 45 in their last uh, few power play opportunities, putting them at 8.8%. So that's terrible. And I don't know why Mark Recchi continues to have a job. I was big on him uh, when, when we hired him, but he hasn't really shown much of uh, just, you know, being the guy to help our power play unit. But overall, I think we do need to make some changes, but I don't think Lindy Ruff is the problem. So we're going to be talking to Seth of Lockdown Wild, and we're going to have an overall discussion about the game, where our teams go from there, what went wrong for the Devils, what went right for the Wild. And like I said, guys, you know, Wild are just a good team, and they were coming in with a four-game win streak. So we had our work uh, cut out for us. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we just got to, you know, move on, and we're, we're going to have a couple of Easy games. We got the Jets uh, today uh, when this episode goes live, and then we got the Senators. So hopefully we could get those two wins and give us four more points just to give us more of a cushion. But you know, at the end of the day, guys, we can't hold our heads down, and let's just hope we can uh, you know get those wins against the Jets and the Senators, and then hopefully redeem ourselves against the Panthers. So before we talk to Seth of Locked On Wild, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Omaha Steaks. So as we know, guys, the holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift can sometimes be a little tricky. So Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entries with the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code NHL, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve getting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Includes flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. So I am a big steak guy. So I love me some steak. I love filet mignons. And just reading this, it's making my mouth watering. So I'm about to actually order myself some uh, Omaha Steaks. So that way I can get ready for the holiday season. Because, you know, got a big family, got to feed everyone. But, man, I, I, I could go for a steak right now. And it's, you know, it's a little past midnight. So that's how hungry I am. And, and Omaha Steaks, oof, that, that sounds pretty good right now. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. So the second live read comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So BetOnline has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, betonline.com remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, it's time to bring in Seth of Locked On Wild, and we're going to have an open discussion in regards 
regards to the more recent game. What did we see? What went wrong for the Devils? What went right for the Wild? And where do our teams go from here? So without further ado, let's bring in Seth, everybody. Welcome to a special crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Trey, as we we said when uh, we were getting this thing fired up, obviously this is going to be a lot more fun for me than it is for you, but... Um, despite the loss, how are things going? Uh, you know, despite uh, the New Jersey Devils just disappointing me once again, uh, from, from my personal life standpoint, going pretty well. So, you know, if you've been following me on my personal Twitter page or uh, my show's page, you know that I've been doing a lot of great things in the hockey world lately. So on a personal standpoint, things are going well. From a Devils standpoint, uh, it's sort of like a roller coaster. Ever see that Simpsons episode where, like, uh, Homer's like in the in a roller coaster, and then he's go he goes up, he goes up, he goes up, and then just plunges because the roller coaster isn't finished. That's how I feel about the Devils. Yeah, and it was you know this wild team is is on a bit of a roll here with five wins in a row, and they've they've taken care of business um, at home throughout pretty much the entire season. I'll talk more about that here in a little bit, but to start, why don't we just go to kind of what went wrong for the Devils here tonight. What were some of the things that you noticed that uh, that led to the Devils not being able to um, stick in this one with the exception of getting it to 3-2? Uh, other than that, it seemed like the Wild really had control of things here tonight. Yeah, so the Wild, absolutely, you're 100%. The, the Wild had full control of this game. Like uh, Now, the Devils did threat in period number two, like you said, but it just seemed like in periods one and periods three, they just had no effort. And the thing is, I kind of had some hope for them going into period number three. They were down four two, but you know we've had a history of coming back. Like I'm just like, okay, look, if we could tie this game, even if we lose it in OT, even if we lose it in a shootout, we still get a point out of it. I'll be happy because last time we played you guys, we went into a shootout, still got the point. But overall, uh, for for the Devils, it 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 was just like very poor puck control, poor rebound control. And, you know, when when I'm looking at the replay, the the first goal of the game uh, from Kaprizov, um, he he just beat Ryan Graves. I don't know what happened there. I I love Ryan Graves. I love what he brings to the team. I call him the silent but deadly ninja because uh, what what you see on the stat sheet doesn't really uh, speak much as to what he's able to do on the ice. Uh, I'm not sure if you knew this or not. A couple years ago, Ryan Gray has actually led the league in plus minus and defensive shares. Seriously. Like wow. you can look that up, but so, so, you know, that's why I call him the silent, but deadly ninja because not a lot of people talk about him, but it, giving up that first goal of the game, I, I, I was just like, what happened right there? Like you just got flat out beat by a youngster. You should be asserting yourself against Capri No disrespect. Obviously, you know, he was in the running for the Calder Memorial trophy, uh, uh, just last season, I think he finished what second, first, first. Oh, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Nedeljkovic finished second. Sorry. That's all right. Nedeljkovic finished second. Kaprizov won it. Kaprizov won it. You're you're absolutely right. My fault. But um, yeah, just looking at that first goal of the game, I was just like, okay, it's gonna be one of those games for the New Jersey Devils. And then w- w- when I'm looking at the second goal of the game, I'm just like, okay, so this it was just bad by the Devils and bad by Mackenzie Blackwood because. They turned the puck over, very poor puck control, like I said. And then Mackenzie Blackwood just makes a god-awful, like, 
save opportunity. I don't know what he was trying to do. And once again, it, it, it was like uh, it was Ryan Graves because Ryan Graves is, is trying to handle the puck and they just swipe it right past him. And, and like I said, j- just seeing it from Mackenzie Blackwood, I was just like, what was that? What, what You were completely exposed. What were you trying to do? Like they, they completely fooled them. So after period number one, I was just like, oh boy, this is going to be a long game. But uh, the bright spot for um, uh, the Devils was that Ryan Graves was able to redeem himself um, uh, in the second period because he did score a goal and Dougie Hamilton helped him out with the assist. And, you know, uh, that's how you redeem yourself. That's how you have a short memory. I was like, okay, you know, we're we're down 3-1, but still, you know, uh, just seeing Ryan Graves uh, come back and make that effort. I was just like, okay, maybe we can start something. And then uh, Thomas Tatar was able to get a beauty of a goal. And fun fact, uh, Tatar has four goals in his last six games. That's the top six kind of guy that I want on my team. Because I said before the season, Thomas Tatar is a top six player. He got off to a slow start, but he's starting to pick it up a little bit. He's starting to uh, be that goal getter that I know he could get. But after that, just, just just didn't go our way, especially in the power play. We have one of the worst power plays in the entire NHL. I can't remember the last time we got a power play goal, uh, Seth. Like, I, I, I really can't. Like, I, if I recall correctly, I, I think one of my colleagues uh, from the Hockey Writers, uh, or former colleague uh, from the Hockey Writers, I should say, um, I, I think he tweeted out saying, like, we, we are, like, like what, 4.4% in our last few power plays? It's like, uh, it's awful. It's Yikes. terrible. And that's not a winning recipe. Our penalty kill is not bad, but our power play is just god awful. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, I'm sure, because, you know, while the Wild had a stretch like that earlier in the season, I can definitely commiserate on uh, the power play not being successful because I don't even remember the last time the Wild had a power play goal. I feel like it's been at least a month. So, you know, it's one, of, it's one of those things. Power play obviously comes and goes. Uh, the big one to just keep consistent is the penalty kill. And, you know, as you pointed to, uh, there are some positives to take from tonight despite the frustrating 5-2 to two, uh, loss for the Devils. Tell you what, let's, um, let's pause. We'll come back and uh, we'll take a look at some of the things that went right for the Wild. Then we will take a look at where both teams go from here to finish off today's crossover edition of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils after this. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils. Again, thank you for making both Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils your first listen every day. Breaking down the Wild's 5-2 win over New Jersey to improve to 16-6-1. We talked uh, about some of the things that went wrong for the Devils in segment one. Uh, so we'll move to what went right for the Wilds here tonight, uh, Trey. If but, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But before uh, you actually talk about what went right for the Wild, I just pulled it up. At one, at one point, I don't know if this is updated or not, the Devils' power play is four for its last 45. That's 8.8%. <sighs> wow. That's... Yeah, just, I just... Just confirmed it. Just just got the official word from uh, Alex Javonsi of the Hockey Riders. Yikes! That's not uh, that's not particularly good. Um, so you got to hope that it'll even out at some point. But boy, oh boy. Um, 
Did you have anything, Trey, from a wild perspective that uh, that stood out to you tonight? Otherwise, I can just hop right into some of the things that I noticed um, from tonight's game. I mean, you guys are top in the central for a reason, and um, you know you 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 asserted yourself early. Um, period number two, you slipped up a little bit, but you know you didn't let that bother you. You scored two goals in um, in period number three to close the door. So. Um, I, I, I literally said it, it uh, when I was breaking down the pregame, uh, 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 when was the last time we played? Just like a week or two ago? Yep. So very recently, I, I said it, we cannot beat the Wild by trying to outshoot them. That's a recipe for disaster. We have to try to contain them. Like, we got to contain them to at least one or two goals. And that didn't work. They gave up two goals in period number one. You that you, you cannot be – see, the thing about the Devils is that their, their luck – can run out. They, we've had some instances where we've gotten lucky, where, where we became the comeback hits. But against a team like the Wild, your luck can kind of run out a little bit, just because if you let them go up early, they're not going to make many mistakes. No, and we saw the um, we saw the welcome back of Matt Zuccarello, who is Kirill Kaprizov's best friend in this team, essentially. And that line, the Kaprizov, Hartman, and Zuccarello line, I had the, um, I had the stats here that uh, they were able to put up uh, here in tonight's game. They uh, ended up with three goals combined, uh, had four assists, were uh, had sixteen shots on goal, and were a plus twelve on the ice while they were out there combined. And we've seen a lot of line juggling here in Minnesota. Um, minor tweaks, subtle tweaks, two lines, two and three in particular. But when Kirill Kaprizov and his line mates are going like this, I'm, I'm just going to go out and say that it is incredibly difficult to beat. And, you know, Kaprizov had a slow start, at least scoring-wise, to this season, but he has really started to pick it up as well. And this was, I think, one of the first games – or one of the few games that we've seen of him just taking over and uh, and taking the game into his own and, you know, was able to do that a ton last year, which um, is why he was able to have such an outstanding rookie season. And the Wild have been waiting for this. And now that uh, we've seen it, um, he's stacked a couple of really good games together in a row. Looks as though Kaprizov is uh, is starting to kind of get himself righted to uh, to go on a nice little run here, which I am I am fully for if it lasts for a week, two weeks. Let's uh, let's bring the Kaprizov reign here. Uh, it's also funny that Dmitry Kulikov scored in this game because uh, he played with the Devils last year. You want to know how many goals he scored uh, for the Devils? Take I'm, a wild guess. I'm going to guess it's somewhere around one. So yeah, I mean that just adds an extra layer of salt to the wound. Well, but, and um, yeah, I mean Hartman and Kaprizov, like like you said, they just they came in and did their things. Uh, Pitlick was also able to uh, get a goal in, in period number one. So you know the the Wild, they you guys just did your thing, and like I said, you're top in the Central for a reason. Yeah, and the other the other thing I wanted to point to because I was actually it was interesting that uh, Capo Kakinen got a second consecutive start. Um, thought that you know they would go back to Talbot with the huge game against the Maple Leafs coming up on Saturday, but 
Capo, you know, he played well against Arizona. He played well uh, against the Devils in uh, in this game. Um, did give up a, a couple of goals, but the Wild have also been looking to try to get the goaltending going too, and um, it, it seems like at least they're uh, they're getting some encouraging signs put together that um, that those guys may be at least trending back towards where they were last year, which you look at a team, you got to have at least some uh, good goaltending and the Wilds was okay the uh, the first, you know, 18 or so games of the season. And now it seems like it's really starting to rebound into form, which is also a plus uh, here from the last few games. And I thought um, I thought Mackenzie Blackwood played well in the, uh, the first matchup between these two teams uh, to be able to get that one into a shootout. It just seemed like the Wild kind of uh, just flooded him with shots here in this one tonight and made uh, made things difficult. Yeah, defense wasn't the best for the Devils, and also it's just like uh, the Nico Heizer line; it's not working. It it, it it needs to be scrapped. So, um, I'm a little behind in my. I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm a little behind in my episodes because of what's been going on the last couple of days. So. I'm going to try to catch you up because, you know, I, I do have some catching up to do. So we, we recently uh, signed Jack Hughes to an eight-year, uh, $64 million extension. So that's good. My question is, why the hell are we putting him at wing? Like, he should be playing center. I, I, don't, I don't know why Lindy Ruff is putting him at a wing position because I was literally teasing about this as a potential episode. Uh, before before uh, Jack Hughes returned and before we signed him to his, uh, you know, multi-year extension was that who was going to play like, you know, uh, third center or the starting center role or on the second line because of the nature like us, you know, we got Nico Heizer, we got Dawson Mercer, we got Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, arguably our best player. Then uh, Dawson Mercer in the run for uh, the Calder Memorial Trophy, most likely won't win, most likely will go to Lucas Raymond or uh, Mo Sider, you know, barring anything catastrophic happening. But, um, and, and then we got Nico Heizer. He's the captain of our organization. So uh, obviously you don't really want to put, put your captain into the bottom six. You know, that's not really a good look. If, if you know what I mean, you can, but like I said, not really a good look. But, um, so, but the Nico Heizer line, it's not working. It's not working. Putting Jack Hughes at winger, not working. The defense today, not exactly the best. Like I said, our, what mostly just frustrates me is the power play because Bryce Salvador said it best. There's just no confidence out there. They look like a deer in headlights, and sometimes I forget they have the man-up advantage. Sometimes they just look like a deer in headlights. Or they look like me on the day of a math exam, completely blank and just uh, – complete not knowing what I'm doing just just kind of thing and um there's just no confidence I, I told you the stats uh you know at, at one point because I don't know if it's been updated or not but you know uh, but according to Alex Chavancy the hockey writers four for 45 in our last uh power play opportunities 8.8 percent those are crucial like you, you can you can seriously change the game if you get a power play goal, like I said, I don't know when the last time the Devils got a power play goal is. And it sucks. It really does. And, and we just look so awful. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think Lindy Ruff is on the hot seat personally, but I think his staff is. That's my opinion, though. Yeah. And, you know, 
the Wilder team as well with the power play. I feel like, and, and at least this is from the Wild perspective, the Wilds suffer from the quality over quantity uh, issue on power plays quite a lot. I mean, it, it seems like when the power play is not um, doing its best, that the team is they're just passing it around the zone and you go through a two-minute power play and you've maybe taken one shot or two shots. So I don't know if it's that same issue for the Devils, if it's just trying to do too much as opposed to just peppering the net with shots. But um, those type of numbers, it points to needing to make some sort of a massive change to try to get that power play ignited because you can't have that go through even a part of a season and not have success any level of success would be better than uh, than that run currently that the Devils are on. I mean, look, I'm not concerned, but I'm starting to worry a little bit because it's gotten to that point. Like, the Wild are a good team. Got, got to give credit when credit is due. So, did I expect us to win this game? Not really. Would, would I have been satisfied if we got on a point out of it, like take it to an OT or maybe another shootout? Yeah, I'd be satisfied with that. But uh, I think these next two games is – really going to show us who we are as a team because looking at that game against the Sharks, because this is the second time that we've lost 5-2. Uh, uh, so we so we lost 5-2 to, to you guys tonight, and then we lost 5-2 uh, to two in our last matchup against the Sharks. But I said that Sharks game, the, the Sharks were just playing excellent defense. The De- Devils had their shot on goal opportunities, and they had a lot of great chances that they created for themselves. Unfortunately, the Sharks just play better defense, and you got to tip your cap and give credit when credit is due in my personal opinion. So even though the score doesn't reflect it, I, I think the Devils, uh, you know, didn't play as bad as it may look on paper. And and it was just a little disappointing because we beat the we beat the Flyers uh, guess the score. We beat the Flyers. Uh, just, just guess the score. Take a wild guess. Uh, four to two? Five to two. Close. Yeah, you were close. We beat the – no, we lost to the Predators 4-2, so I'll give you half a point. But, um, yeah, so – because, you know, we, we, we put up a good outing against the Flyers, and then uh, the highly anticipated return of Jack Hughes uh, against the Sharks and him signing his multi-year extension, obviously, it, you know, good day, bad day kind of thing like that. And then we play you guys. So I wasn't really expecting us to really, you know – have a legitimate chance of beating you. But I think these next two games for the Devils against the Jets and against the Senators, and then we got to play the Flyers once again, it's going to be a true test to see who they are as a team. Because if I recall correctly, the Jets in the same division as you aren't really doing too well. Uh, Senators aren't doing too well either. So if the Devils fail these next two games, then if I'm Lindy Ruff, I'm starting to sweat a little bit of bullets. Personally, I don't think he's the issue, but I think his um, I think his staff is definitely on the hot seat, especially Mark Recchi. Yeah, and it usually, you know, we usually see that with coaches where if they're not necessarily the ones that take the fall for a team underperforming, they definitely have like the you got to reshuffle the staff, bring in some new assistants. But um, the Jets definitely a, win- a winnable game. Um, we have had some nice success against the Jets over the last couple of times we played them. And yeah, the Senators are, they're going in the absolute wrong direction. So if you want to try to get the season back on track, 
those are games you got to have. I am fully looking at uh, Saturday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That will be the toughest game the Wild have had so far this season outside of probably the Florida Panthers. And, you know, it's going to be one of those heavyweight bout type matchups between two really, really good teams. Um, I'm expecting it to be fairly high scoring with what Toronto brings in. Um, The Wilds can keep up with that, which is nice compared to where they've been over previous seasons. But um, the road doesn't get any easier. I took a look yesterday at kind of what the Wild have coming up in December. And you've got Toronto, you've got Edmonton. The Dallas Stars have won something like, I think, nine out of their last ten. So they're going to be tough. And Florida as well. So the Wilds have met the challenges that have been put in front of them so far this year. But December is going to be a tricky one uh, for this team. And if they come out of it uh, relatively well, then um, it's it's further onward and upward to hopefully a uh, playoff spot within the Central Division. But I don't want to... I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Yeah, me, me neither. Because I always say that the Devils could potentially be a wild card team. And here's the thing: I totally get what you're saying about having a tough schedule. Because I remember I was really nervous, like during the mid of this month, because um, we had to play the Panthers, then we had to play the Lightning, then we had to play you guys, and then we got to play the Predators. So, you know, the Panthers, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. Then uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, back-to-back uh, Stanley Cup champions. And then you guys, tops in the Central. And then the, the Predators, not exactly a team you want to sleep on. And, you know, I felt like the record, uh, they just had a couple tough games in Canada against the Maple Leafs and the Canadians. So I was just like, don't let that fool you. They're still a pretty solid team. And so I totally get what you're saying about just being nervous about, like, a tough schedule. And the thing is, we, we did that whole stretch without Jack Hughes. We, in fact, we've been playing most of these games without Jack Hughes. This was Jack Hughes' first road game this season, played. So, because he got injured the second game of the year when, we, when the Kraken came to town. So, um, yeah, I, I, we, we've been able to tread water. Uh, in, in terms of just staying relevant, not falling to the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. But now that we have Jack Hughes back, it's time to take it into another step. It's time to drive it forward. Now, I get it's going to take some time because Jack Hughes hasn't played in a while. Like, we're in late November. Uh, he got injured in mid-October. Uh, he was out for four weeks because of shoulder injury that he suffered thanks to Lawson. But um, at the same time, it's just like, the Devils have tread water, and, you know, we've won the games that were necessary. We've avoided going on long losing streaks, and even if we are on a losing streak, we've been able to muster up maybe a point here and there just so it's not as bad as it seems. But now it's time to take it into another gear. It's time to take it to another level. And like I said, going against the Jets and going up against the Senators is going to be crucial for us just because here's some easy teams that you can beat. Here's some things you can – adjust here's some things that you know you can try if you want to keep jack at winger fine these are the games to do so to see if it works if it doesn't work against these teams it's not going to work against top tier team guaranteed so um going up against these next two matchups and then we have to redeem ourselves against the national predators after the uh after the senators game um 
I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen for the Devils. But so far, power play has been awful. Jack Hughes at winger has been a question mark and something that I don't think I want to see nor the fans want to see. I don't know what the I, – I think we're just trying to avoid the, uh, the inevitable of moving Nico Heaser down to the bottom six. And um, so power play, Jack Hughes, and Nico Heaser's line. Those are some question marks I have for the Dells right now. If they don't get that together – then this season's already over, and we're we, we're we're not even at at mid December. We've only started December. Well, there's time to turn it around, and so hopefully the uh, the Devils do, and hopefully on the wild side of things, they keep it where it's at right now, and just keep uh, keep rolling through. I, I think that's going to do it for today's crossover episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils. So now that you are done with your first listen here today, make sure to hop over to the uh, Locked on Bets podcast to uh, get the lowdown on your favorite teams and their matchups throughout the course of the season. Also, make sure to follow Locked on Wild and Locked on Devils wherever you listen to podcasts available on every platform that you listen. Make sure to uh, follow both shows on social media as well. We're keeping you as up-to-date as possible on the Wild and the Devils with New episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, our next two upcoming games are quote-unquote gimme wins against the uh, Jets and the Senators. I put it in quotation marks just because nothing is guaranteed. But just like, you know, when you look at the schedule and you see where the Senators are at and you see where the Jets are at, they're bottom tier in the league. And hopefully those are uh, some gimme wins that we can get and we can just stack up on the points, get four points uh after Monday and and see what happens. But overall, uh, thanks once again to Seth for uh, just doing this crossover and just, I guess, easing the pain just a little bit. Can't say I'm entirely better, but I was uh, much better just talking to you overall because that game was a it was a stinker for the Devils. But uh, let me know what you guys think about the overall impact from the New Jersey Devils in this game. What does it tell you? Because what it tells me is that um, the Devils, I think they're just trying to find themselves a little bit. I'm trying to gather more information as to why Lindy Ruff is putting Jack Hughes at a winger position and not the center position. Personally, I think Jack Hughes will thrive at the center position just because he's facilitating the offense and he's calling the shots and he's setting up uh, people. But, you know, uh, I'm sure Lindy Ruff has an explanation for that. I'm going to try to find it. Uh, but in my opinion, I don't think he should be playing a winger position. He's very small and he should be uh, using uh, the tools that's given to him to his advantage. And then we got to look at Nico Heizer's line. Uh, you know, I, we're, we're kind of a little past the season where we can't just be saying, you know, quote unquote, slow start. We, you know, we got to start saying, OK, I don't think this is going to work. And then power play, you know, it's just awful. I can't remember the last time the Devils had a power play goal. And it, it they've been 0 for something their last few games in that respective category. It's very frustrating. So hopefully we can turn around this weekend. But that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. Once again, I apologize for not posting an episode the last couple days. Hopefully you guys can forgive me and I will make it up to you. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.